Hello, welcome to Caffeinated Crime. I'm your host, Annabelle, and my guest today is... Rio! <laughs> my, one of my best friends. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, welcome back. <laughs> Yay. Um, I just like to say, so sorry I've been MIA. I haven't posted in so long yeah. on Instagram or I haven't even been researching. Wow. I mean, wow. I've had a million and one things on my plate. So that's fair enough. It's a busy time of the year. Yeah. Um, if so if you're wondering, Brielle is one of my best friends, love of my life, literally Indeed. love her so yeah. much. Very much. Um what are you drinking today, Brielle? Um, Anna? I don't know. You made it so I'll ask you the same question. Cheers. Oh, yes. It is very good, though, I will say. I love it. Um, Sorry for knocking my drink on the microphone. <laughs> um, We so just did that, didn't we? <laughs> I thought it might make, like, a cute little clink, and it didn't. <laughs> well, it was the effort that counted. Mm-hmm. They can appreciate the effort that mm-hmm. was put into the clink. Literally. Okay, so we are drinking a... Basically, a honey French vanilla latte. Which is weird because I don't even like honey, but this is so good. Yeah. Yeah, so it's iced, which is kind of cool because it's kind of like a cappuccino. It has, like, the foam on top. I use one of those, like, electric whisks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what Becca gave me. Um, okay. And I thro- frothed up the French vanilla. Yep, yep, I got you. And I had the... It was it was prettier when I first started because the like the honey was still on the sides and stuff. But it was still yeah. Yeah. Um but now it's like all settled because we took a little bit. It's to super good though. Was, it's yeah. It's really good. Like if you do not know, Anna is an amazing barista. Oh, stop. Like honestly. Stop. Oh my goodness. Um yeah, so if you want to, you can tell a little bit about yourself, but you don't have to. Um Well, <laughs> awkwardly choose her nails for me literally um i'm sorry he can hear that i don't really know um me and anna are very alike in a lot of things but we're also very different yeah so yeah Mm -hmm. i guess just listen and you'll have to find out more about me because i'm not really sure but i'm sure it'll come out yeah okay well are you ready Yes. to hear what case oh we're gosh. doing she's been keeping this from me like i have not while she's been researching i've been at her house all weekend she has not told me what cases has been and i've been so anxious to hear okay we are doing jean benet ramsey oh my gosh you do i know don't it. know this case thank yes. the lord thank the lord oh my goodness <laughs> this is a good case oh my gosh this case I was not expecting Scares that the... i did not expect to know it yeah well, did not. well yeah like like i mean I've said this to you, this is going to be the third time, but, you Mm -hmm. know, you are interested more in serial killers. Yes. And I'm more interested in unsolved cases. Yes. I like to know how things end, and usually I'll even search them before I even finish another true crime (laughs) podcast, because I just like to know. And Anna is more on knowing, giving those victims um, what they deserve. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is my third episode of Caffeinated Crime, Mm -hmm. and... uh, They've all been unsolved cases because yeah. Dominate Ramsey is an unsolved case. Um, so yeah, I'm really I was gonna say excited. I'm it's such a heavy case. Yeah. But I'm really 
excited to hear what you think about it. And I'm really glad that you know it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't remember specific details. I remember the one thing I have in my mind is a picture of her that I saw on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I haven't listened. I probably haven't talked or heard about this case in over a year. Did so, you listen to the Morbid episode? Yeah, I did. That's what I was doing that's, while I was door dashing today. <laughs> and I also, that's where I saw the Instagram picture was yep. on her, the Morbid's yep. Instagram. So, yeah, I will be very interested to get a refresher on this and just hear, like, your side of everything. Yeah. Um, it was it was a little bit of a rushed case because I was, I was researching a different case. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and then I... I saw, or, oh, no, I was talking with Becca. I asked if you could have one case solved, which one would it be? And she said John Bonet. Oh, And yeah. I said, okay, I, I agree, but at the same time, I'm not sure. Yeah, because I would love to get Black Dahlia. I would love to get um, Tara Calico, mm-hmm. Somerton Man, like, all of those. Yeah, there's a lot but of good ones. John Bonet, like, since she's just so young. Yeah. Um. And so that's, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I think that would be a perfect one to do br- with Brie. You have a little bit of a milk mustache. Yeah, I do, and I also have eyes in my mouth. <laughs> and I'm so scared. Like, I wasn't ready to talk, Anna. <laughs> I wasn't. Anyways, um, yeah. So I think this is going to be really interesting because I think we will probably have different views on a lot. Mm-hmm. So For sure. Let's get into it. Okay. Um. To save paper, I typed it up on my phone. Good for you, I guess. I know. Save the earth. Save the earth. Okay. December 26th, Patsy and John Ramsey wake up to find that their six-year-old daughter is not in her bed. Where John laid her down hours earlier after a late Christmas party the night before. Oh, my gosh. Like, just hearing that just brings back, like, all I'm thinking about in my mind right now is all the thoughts from this case, like, flooding in mm-hmm. to my brain. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the background. Jamine Ramsey is a six-year-old girl who is known for being a child beauty queen. Uh, her mother, Patsy, was also a pageant queen and Miss West Virginia in 1977. Um, it was said that Bonet wasn't a huge fan of the pageants. Um, like, by no means was she being forced to do this. She tolerated it. Yes. Yep. Gotcha. Which, there's actually, I just heard about this on morbid um what a surprise <laughs> um there was this account that one of her friends gave that she went over to jambonet's jambonet's house and um there's like this big huge case of trophies and tiaras mm-hmm. and the little girl jambonet's friend i don't know her name her name wasn't mentioned but said she was like oh my goodness, you have all these trophies, like, they're all so pretty. And JonBenet said, well, they're more of my mom's than mine. Uh, and that broke my heart. Yeah. Because, like, she's doing – first of all, pageantry is hard. And it's a lot of stress. I mean – Exactly. Especially, especially six-year-old. Yeah, it takes – I feel like a lot of people – it takes a toll because it's, like, setting that beauty standard so young. Yeah. And uh, I grew up watching toddlers and tiaras. Did you ever watch that? No. It's a TLC I, show about toddlers and uh, pageant queens. Okay. And pageant queens. See, I think I only know about Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Oh, I don't even know. Now that I say it, I kind of feel like an idiot. I don't even know if she did pageants or not. I can't remember. <laughs> well, it sounded right, so. Yeah. Um, 
I'm sorry if you can hear that. My chair. Well, it was, <laughs> it was happening last episode, and I don't think we heard it. So okay, well then ignore that. <laughs> oh, I can edit it out. Okay, her father, John Ramsey, worked as a computer firm executive. The name is blanking me now, but um, and is still living and actively working to get uh, justice for his daughter. Um, I just saw an article just posted like a, a month or two ago mm-hmm. that was saying he was like applying for a bill or something like that. Um, that was. So I was just making sure we weren't muted. <laughs> oh, that would suck. Yeah, it, you're correct. Um, anyways. Um, a bill or something that would get, like, DNA. Something to do with DNA. Because DNA has a lot to do in this case. Okay, okay. Um, Or later in the case. Um, so, yeah. The thing for me, like, it just kind of blows my mind. Like, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that... Like, how does he not know what happened in his own home? Like, Yeah. I don't know. We'll get into more in that to that as the case goes on because I don't want to spoil anything. But I have a lot of thoughts in my head right now. And I mm-hmm. just – but they, you know, they could change throughout this episode. Yeah. No? Yeah. But that's where I'm standing at right now. It's like, how does he not know? Totally but In the same thing, if he's still fighting for it, then either he's trying to play off that he does know and try and – which would be really sad, or he truly does want justice for his little girl, uh-huh. which is yeah. still very sad. Yeah, you're totally right. Okay, I yeah. Jomene had four siblings: um, Burke, Elizabeth, John Andrew, and Melinda. And okay. one of them, Elizabeth, she she died in a car accident in 1992. And when was this case? 1997. Okay. Or 1996, I'm sorry. Um, right? Oh, it doesn't say. Yes, 1996. <laughs> um, and then John Andrew and Melinda were half-siblings. Um, okay. John Andrew, I mean, not John Andrew, John Ramsey is married twice. The first wife he had, had a, he had Elizabeth, John Andrew, and Melinda. And then he married Patsy, and he had Burke, who is who was nine at the time. Um, and JonBenet. So, okay. Um, gotcha. Burke is the only one important one though. Because, again, he yep. was, he was the only one living in the home. Um, and none of the others were there. So, okay. On to the timeline. Um, the Ramses get home from a Christmas party at the Whites. Um, a very, very close family friend who was just like a neighbor as well. Um, approximately 10 p.m., uh, the parents and Burke go to bed after uh, uh, John puts JonBenet to bed. Um, 5.30 a.m. rolls around and Patsy is up to make coffee when she finds the ransom note. Um, <sighs> do you remember the man- ransom note? Yeah, I remember a little bit of it. I don't remember exact details, but I... Well, we're going to read the whole thing. All two and a half pages. <laughs> yeah. And aren't Ransom's notes known to be a little shorter? They're supposed to be. Well, yes. Ransom notes are usually, we have your child. Give us this amount of money Yeah, because they this don't want to give too much details away. Exactly. About- and I have a real problem with this Ransom note. So, never mind. Okay. Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of indi- individuals 
that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business, but not, uh, but not the country that it serves. At this, at this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want to see her, her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. My gosh. Mm-hmm. You withdraw $118,000, remember that number, from your account. Uh, from your account. 100000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining 18000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10, 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you, you to be rested. If we... If we monitor you getting the money early, we we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery for the money, and hence an earlier delivery, and delivery is crossed out. Pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instruction of my instructions will result in immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching. mm -hmm, The two gentlemen watching over your daughter. Um, do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being uh, beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authority, she di- bank authorities, she dies. If the money is anyway marked or tampered with, she dies. You um. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned. We are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are the, not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use the... Use that southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory, SBTC. They definitely know him personally if this was. Here's my problem. They start. They start the letter out with Mr. Ramsey. At the end of the letter, John, 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 going. They're on a first name basis. Yeah. Definitely weird. Yeah, odd. It's one of the weirdest ransom notes that I've ever heard or saw or whatever. Yeah, that's definitely very interesting. It, all of it bothers me. Because if, do you know what an attache is? No. So it's like a, I think it's like a, like a briefcase or something. Let me look it up. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, at least I'm not the only one that knows because it took everything in me not to laugh when I said no because I was like, wow. (laughs) I don't even think I spelled it right. Oh, yeah. It is a briefcase. Okay. Yeah. So, like, first of all, there's just who the frick, like, is like, you know what? I'm going to kidnap this girl's daughter and then just be like, so you need to bring a right-sized attache. Yeah, like, it, they, I mean, Girl. I just feel like there's so many details in there. 
like, you know, like, with wanting them to have certain amounts of money, which I don't know if that's normal or not, to be honest. Like, like the $100 not, bills, $20 bills. That's more normal. Okay. And then, plus, it's just, like, that Southern charm of yours, like, or whatever. Like, they seemed like they, this person who wrote this note knew John on a deeper level. Like, yeah, you are, you are totally right. I just... And since I'm aware of this case, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, is this a real ransom note? Or is this someone trying to cover up their tracks here in the family, the Ramsey family? Yeah. I, I don't get it. It's, the SBTC is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, so what? random. It's like a little... Let's add a little more confusion. Spice. Yeah. Mix it up. Add a little bit of spice. Yeah. Um, it's just stupid, in my opinion. And then $118,000 is the exact amount of John's Christmas bonus mm. that year. Okay. Which. This is, see, more of a personal relationship. Yeah. They which. know this person. Also, apparently the bank statement was left out on the counter. Oh. So. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Play the devil's advocate. That does have to do with not. it. Um, I know I did not pronounce that right. So what'd you say? Coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew, like, I get, like, that I pronounce things wrong all the time. But, like, someone listening to this would be like, hold on, what? Girl, what? Like, okay. It's just because you're from Texas. Texas. Yes, I am. I live in Houston. I just go to school with Anna. In South Dakota. Yep. Yep. <laughs> in South Dakota. Anyways. Um, so, also, the another weird thing was the ransom note was written in the house with a pen and a pad that um, Patsy had um, sitting out on the table. See, why wouldn't you want to be more prepared? Exactly. Like, I feel like if I'm about to go kidnap someone, that I am going to have every single detail in my mind ready. I'm going to know how much I want for this child. Exactly. Yes. I'm going to find some supply. I'm going to already have this note written out. I'm going to have yep. my entry plan, my exit plan. I'm going to have everything ready. Exactly. I'm not just going to go. I'm not going to risk taking that time in their house to write this. Two Which is a lot of time. Page. No. Mm-hmm. Wow, someone could come downstairs at any moment and see that I'm kidnapping this kid. This little child. Yeah. Well, also, I think, why would you write it? Don't, don't you not want your handwriting to be seen? I don't know. Which handwriting um, analysis, not always super reliable, but it's still a science. Yeah. Is proved that they were trying to hide it mm-hmm. but and also another thing the handwriting analysis did it would take about 21 minutes to write that note like what 21 minutes almost a half an hour like that i would not risk being in that house exactly I would not Literally. like that is just not either this kidnapper faction group which if it's this is a group like you think that someone would have the brains to be like this is not a good idea. Yeah. Go ahead. They say they're a group. Then later they were sing- they um call themselves in singular person. They say my um this is my job. Oh, but we and I'm like yeah, that's correct. not consistent. Whoever 
this note was written by, obviously was not prepared, was doing this, like, spontaneously, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that is <laughs> the word I'm looking no, for. No, you're, you're okay. right, yeah. Yeah. Um, this coffee is really good. Yes, it is. It is a very good. Like, really good. <laughs> um. Yeah. So listen to this. Ooh! <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Welcome to Brielle and Emma's ASMR. Literally. Okay. Um. So immediately, Patsy calls nine one one at five fifty two a.m. They said, "If you contact police, we'll cut your daughter's head off." Yeah. Not the smartest decision. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely. And right after that, she calls two family friends. Oh gosh! So not only are you involving the police, they say if you talk to a stray dog. Exactly. Yeah. So that's another very suspicious Um, aspect in this case. Yes. Um, We are going to take a quick break to listen to the audio. Okay. The 911 call. Oh, very interested. I I have not heard that yet. I've listened to it before. And um, to our beautiful, amazing, awesome listeners, I would highly suggest pausing it. And listening to the audio right please, now. Please, don't Be on the same level as us. Uh-huh. Same page. And I, one thing I suggest is highly listening to it right now instead of after we have our conversation about it. Because I want to, I don't want you to have a preconceived idea of what they're going to say. So, so, what, where can they find this? On YouTube, literally if you look up Patsy Ramsey 911 phone call, it'll okay. come up. Okay. Um, I've listened to it before. It's like three or four minutes long, if that. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. So literally right back for y'all. No time in between. Yeah. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Okay. Unless they choose to listen to. Which they all should because. Yes. Just YouTube. Details. Patsy, Ramsey. You uh, got it. Recording. Okay. So we uh, (laughs) listened to. Uh, two different versions of the audio. Um, they weren't as clear as I remembered them. Oh, it I doesn't really matter. Anyways, um, yeah, it's shocking. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I had never. That was my first time ever listening to it, and I did not know that she had hung up. She thought she hung up the phone, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which. Is very suspicious based on what was thought was said, which yeah. which some people hear different things. Yeah. Like the second one we saw, like they're gonna arrest me was really interesting. Yeah. And then the little male boy the little boy who supposing sorry. Saying sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Supposing that it it was Burke. <laughs> like, <laughs> um supposedly. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not uh-huh. saying 100%, you know what I mean? But um if which is interesting because they had told the cops that he was in bed and he slept through the entire investigation. But then that yeah. Exactly. There's just things that contradict themselves in this case a lot of times like the note, this phone call. And it would be really sad that so many people are accusing Burke of killing his sister and like that's a horrible thing like 
to be accused of if you did not do it, which I'm not saying that he didn't do or he did because, but evidence so far that we've talked about, things aren't looking exactly good for him. So Yeah. Um, I have my own opinion. (laughs) Okay. Uh, but we are not going to talk about that because I don't want to get sued. Um, so yeah, I don't want to get sued by Shirk Shamsi. Uh-huh. Um, because apparently that's happened before. So that and but no, if you sue someone for that, then what? Yeah, like, I'm I'm not sure. I just heard a rumor. Oh okay. So well then, okay. disregard that. <laughs> I can edit it out. Um, okay, back to the story. Okay. Uh, soon after the 911 phone caller phone call, Officer Rick French arrives and does a very unprofessional and quick search of the house. Mm. Um, I hate when that happens. Yeah, he searched. You're robbing a victim of an opportunity. Yeah, which, I mean, right now it's a kidnapping, but still, we don't know where she was. We yep. don't know... Where she was taken from. You have a six-year-old girl who has the opportunity of potentially living. Yes. And so if you do not do the job. Your job. Correctly. That you were hired for. Then why are you doing it? Literally. Honestly. If you're not going to do it how you should. When you know there's a life at stake, why are you doing it? And I feel mm-hmm. like not even with this case in general. Just this happens in so many different cases. So many. Oops, sorry. It's really tiring. Yeah. Which, it's not all cops or detectives or whatever you want, but it happens a lot, um, which is really unfortunate. Yep. Uh, I have in parentheses right here, nothing is found, but that's not true. Evidence was found, which we're going to talk about in just a second. Um, okay. At 1 p.m., John and another friend, I have written down Rick, but that's not right. Uh, Fleet is his name. Fleet White, a very close friend of theirs. The... The chief of police, I think, told them to do a top-to-bottom search. Okay. Which, why are you letting civilians do that? Yeah. Like, get Wait, what? Yeah. The chief of police told John Ramsey and Fleet White to do a top-to-bottom search. Which. Okay, what? What? Oh. Okay. Yeah. So we're just gonna, um, so, and then, you know, so she, her words, the chief of police words were top to bottom. Ironically, they start at the basement. Um, (laughs) just gonna leave it there. Um, so they do another full search of the house. And when going through the basement is when they find a six-year-old John Bonet, Patricia Ramsey's body. This just is, like, they, okay, another thing that contradicts itself, why would you write a ransom note if you had, you know you're not getting that money if she's already dead? You know for a fact that the police, someone is going to find her body before you get the money. So the ransom note at this point does not make sense. Unless this person is a complete and utterly idiot, which they would have been caught, I feel as. Yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, so we're going to talk about her wounds, so heavy trigger warning. Um, 
going to be talking about some tough stuff. So her external wounds included a large blow to the head. A large what? Large blow to the head. Yeah, I did mumble on that. I'm sorry. Um, Okay. And ligature wounds to the neck and wrists. (sighs) Abrasions to the face, shoulders, lower back, and genitalia. She's six. Mm -hmm. She is six years old. The cause of death was asphyxiation uh, due to suffocation with associated head trauma. Um. Jaminet was strangled with a handmade garrote that was made with a paintbrush handle. Oh my goodness. See, I don't remember these parts of the details of oh my goodness. That is just terrible. That yep. is terrible. And um, see, if another thing, if you were strangling her in this house, like how would you not hear that? Like I mean, I don't know. I guess there is certain things that are possible, but it's just like how would you not be able to hear your daughter being strangled or like yeah yeah um the paintbrush handle was outside of the door where jean Monnet was found um it was like a storage room and so they had like paint supplies and stuff like out front of it out in front of it um so we're gonna talk about a little bit about her head wound i have a picture not of her but of what the wound looks like on like a mannequin Oh my. The head wound uh was eight and a half inches long. Oh that poor baby girl. Mm-hmm. That is just so sad. Yeah. Like ironically, that's not the right word. Interestingly, um the blow to the head didn't break any skin. Okay. Um and so there wasn't any blood. Hmm. Okay. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. She is found with a white blanket over her body, and duct tape on her mouth, along with loosely tied ligatures around her wrists, and a very, very tight ligature around her neck. Oh, goodness. Um. To the point where her father didn't even realize it was there when she first found it. So, like, yeah, it had created, yeah. Yeah, yeah, got what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. Um, her father ripped off the duct tape and the blanket and untied the ligatures, which, wow, Fleet was um, was with him and ran to go get an ambulance, which, oh, totally understandable. Yes. Like, you see your daughter and you, you like the want first, to get those things off her the right first away. thing is like okay that's evidence like don't touch anything but at the same time i'm like i mean trying like, to picture if myself i in found that you like that yeah of course i'm gonna try to do everything in my power like yes i am not gonna let you sit yeah no it, it's understandable but what at the same time that? looking you know hindsight 2020 ah, <laughs> <because> <laughs> I, like you're taking a forensics class i'm yes. super into forensics i want to do that kind of thing it just makes me not yeah. mad at all. Just like, ah, dang. Well, also that evidence was ruined. Yeah, yeah. Of course, looking at it the way. I mean, depending on the yes. situation. Yes, because if there were other fingerprints or some type of other person's DNA on these things, yeah, then it could potentially be used. 
thank you NCIS for teaching me that. Yes, amen. <laughs> but, um, but if it was only if that was only DNA left on there, then mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't really, yeah, you can't. Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> John then carried her daughter. I mean, his daughter up to the main floor and placed her on the floor. Um. Then the yeah. chief of police. Um, who was there, moved her under the Christmas tree. See, this is why we do not have <laughs> civilians do a top-to-bottom search, because number one, the body was messed with, things were messed with, mm-hmm. the crime scene was messed with. Number two, okay, what? <laughs> under a Christmas <laughs> What? Explanation? I got nothing, girl. <laughs> I was like, I was listening to the Mormon podcast, and I was like, I had listened to it before, but I was like, girl, what? This is the chief of the police. And you're, yeah, see, this is what I don't understand. There's details Um, like this. Yeah. Okay. This is the evidence they found. The physical evidence that they found in the house. Okay. A clean maglite flashlight. A bowl of pineapple. Remember that. Oh, yes. Yes, I do remember this. Uh, Jean Bonnet's urine-stained sheets, a boot print that didn't belong to the family, a suitcase in front of an, o- an open window in the basement where the body was found, the broken paintbrush, which, was, which had been used to make the garrote, the blanket she had been covered in, and the ransom note, and all belonged to the Ramseys except the boot print. Okay. And then I had this picture that was really nice because they're – their house was like huge. Yeah, I can see. It's currently on Zillow for seven million dollars. Oh goodness! I yeah, cannot imagine wanting to live in that house. Yeah, um, so I have a little bit of a map of their house and like where they found the evidence. So, this is the parents' bedroom. Okay. This is the spiral staircase where they found the ransom note. This is. That, so they went all the way from the basement. So each of these are floors. So they went. From... No, these aren't floors. This is. Make. Uh... This is the same floor. Okay. Yeah. So they went all the way from the basement, did all these terrible things, then decided to go up here to the stairs and leave it there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so this is where the ransom note is, at the uh, spiral staircase, which not everybody knew about, like, because it was, like, kind of a hidden staircase. Oh, okay. Um, here's the urine-stained sheets in... In her bed. Yep, which I have something to say about that in just a second. Um, the blanket which she was put that which was put over her under the Christmas tree, which she was also found in. Um the flashlight which was found in the kitchen across from that, the bowl of pineapple, the boot print at um the front of the door, um, the blanket which she was found laid in, the paintbrush, and the suitcase in front of a broken window. So I don't have any more bullet points, so we're just going to talk a lot about the evidence. Okay. Um, yeah. So, starting from the top, we already talked about the ransom note. The urine-stained sheets is really weird. She was six, which was pretty old to not be potty trained. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes. They're definitely cases like for me i was tiny bladder i mean i think i was pissing the bed until i was like probably 11 
Yeah. Okay. I know. Um, I know. Which. Yeah. Like, oh. I have the tiniest butter ever. So. You do. It's true. I've I had mean, long car rides with you. Yes. Like, on the way to Anna's home, we had to pull over at least three times, maybe four Tommy's restroom. So I understand maybe the urine, but I also think six years old, yes. For a common person that is a very older age to use the restroom in your bed, and she most likely, unless you're scared or I don't know. Well, and I'm not saying anything, but wetting the bed at an older age is a sign of sexual abuse. That was not my incident. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yes. I wanted to say that. Um, but yes, you are correct. Yeah. So that is... Yeah. Um, I'm not accusing anyone of anything. Just putting that We're just there. saying the fact. Exactly. We're just... We're giving you the case. Yep. We're giving you the real side. <laughs> um, but yeah. Interesting. Um... Also, I mean, just the fact that she was a beauty queen really peeves me that she wouldn't have wet the bed. Like, her mom would not have allowed that. Like, yeah, like, because there's a higher standard. Like, oh, like, yeah, I know. I know. I get what you're saying, yeah. Mm -hmm. And agreed. Agreed. So, in the kitchen where the flashlight was found... Um, Burke's fingerprints were found on the flashlight. Totally makes sense. Like, do you know what a mag light is? No, actually. I don't. So it's a huge flashlight, like this big. Oh, okay, like one of those heavy, big, heavy okay, ones, like, yep. like the one we're using in the play. Probably bigger than that, mm-hmm. and heavier. The flashlight in the play. <laughs> <laughs> it's Josh's main prop. He goes, uh, get up. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, and... I'll show you on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Yep. See, I just remember that there was a broken one in um what Beatrice's room. Who's Beatrice? Betra. What? I don't really know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not. Um, oh was... yeah, no, you're fine. So in her room, there was in our friend's room, there was this really big flashlight that she found on the ground was it silver yes it was big it didn't work but she liked to bring it around for self-defense against any boys that she would possibly i don't know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but yes she found this yep that's weird it was funny it was very funny yeah yeah so that's how i know what you're talking about oh okay so yeah um which Anyways, so it had Burke's fingerprints on it, which totally makes sense. Like, you Why? Know. Why does that make sense to you? Because to me, I'm like, oh, he did it. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't sue me. I mean, that's just what comes to mind. I'm not accusing him. But like, when I like, oh, your fingerprints on Like, are those the only fingerprints that you know of that they found on there? Well, yeah, I think so. So then, that ultimately, my also, mind is like, a, oh. a nine-year-old boy. Like, he's going to mess yeah, with everything okay. he sees. <laughs> Especially a big, cool flashlight. Valid point, valid point. Like He's only nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> Very important detail. Uh-huh. Like, I know when my brother was nine, we, um, Jean Benet and my brother. Me and my brother, would when I was six, my brother. 
Yeah, same age. Same. Yeah, my brother would have been nine when I was six. Mm. And I remember if he, if my brother saw a big, huge flashlight, he would have gotten it, turned it on, and goes, where were you the night of the murder? <laughs> or, you know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, for sure. No. Because they're nine-year-old boys. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I would always try to hang out with my brother. Like, Beyblades were the thing around that age. Beyblades? Yeah. I mean, they're like, these things, like, Beyblade, let it rip. Please don't sue me. Oh my gosh. I just used their thingy. No, anyway, their memos. What is that called? Um, like, motto. Motto. You're no hope. Anyways, it's like <laughs> a plastic, like, arena that's like almost like a bowl. Hello. Can you not hear me? I can't hear you super well. It's like a plastic arena bowl. And they're these little circle things. <gasps> yes! And you yes! Rip them and you battle. Yes. Beyblades. I would always want to play with those. So uh-huh. that's my memory of when I was six and my brother was nine. Mm, we were way too poor to have those. We we did Legos. Mm, I've never been a Lego girl, ever. Really? Me and my I brother was... hated it. I don't oh have patience. Goodness. I cannot sit there and just put We were Lego kids. Okay, one thought of... Legos were super expensive. They can be. Oh, I guess. Okay. We got Legos, like, secondhand Legos. Mm, and then okay. for, like, Christmas and our birthdays. See, I don't we remember would get us having a lot of Beyblades, but I remember, like, it would be, like, my brother's friend bringing their Beyblades. Oh, yes, Like, you yes. know, every neighborhood kid, you bring your Beyblade, let's, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, well, my brother even, like, my brother, I idolized my brother. Oh, same. I did, definitely. And so, like, he can, I don't know how, but there was this $100 set we really wanted, that Ninjago... <laughs> The Ninjago yeah. um, uh, training house. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. My I'm... brother convinced me when I was probably seven or eight that I should pay $70 <laughs> and he should pay 30 But I was, I was only allowed to watch him set it up and it was to be kept in his room. That's so sweet my brother would do. That is, yep. I feel like our brothers would get along. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Especially at that age. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah, older brother's very good at manipulating. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like their job. Mm-hmm. Um, we would not be the same person today without them, though. Mm-mm. No. Gotta love them. Ugh. Now I'm going to tell my brother he has to listen to this. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, Kyler. Hey. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were saying Kyler or Tyler. No, Kyler. Kyler. Um, I really a, like that name. I was going to say, that's like, a cool name. I would want, if it wasn't my brother's name and he wasn't such a brat, just kidding, I love you if you're listening. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but if he wasn't such a brat, like I would potentially name my child that. What were we talking about? Oh, the flashlight. Yep. Um, so yeah, not surprising that Burke's fingerprints are on that. Okay. In my now opinion. I understand where you're coming from and I can potentially agree. Yes. Um, next. The bowl of pineapple. <laughs> I've heard about this one and that. Interesting piece of evidence. Yeah, for sure. Super, super random. Um, and it's. It's just funny. Um, 
Speaking of small bladders, <laughs> you know, I haven't even finished my cup of coffee because I've been talking so much. Go pee. You're good. I can edit this out. I'll be back. So how am I going to get sued again? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Everything's always conversation. A- starts recording. So how am I going to get sued again? <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. Taylor Swift is going to sue you for singing her song on this podcast. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the NDO. Sue her. Oh. No. T- Please don't, actually. But Taylor, I need do- that money to go to your concert. <laughs> That's out. Lord knows we'll never be able to afford that. But we can afford five seconds of summer. Cheers. And to Luke Hemmings. It's still not the aesthetic clink we want. But at least we have good sounding ice. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. (laughs) The aggressive coffee put down. (laughs) You can stop now. We both have the weirdest laughs, too. Literally. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay, I'm ready. Pineapple. Bowl of pineapple. Yep. Interesting. Crazy. Ironic. Yeah. So, the theory is that Burke or JonBenet got up in the middle of the night and got a bowl of pineapple to eat. Okay. Or assuming it was... I'll tell you my theory. One other thing, isn't that Burke's favorite snack, supposedly? I've never I heard. feel like I've heard that. I'm, oh. Don't quote me on it. I could be completely off. <laughs> but if I do remember correctly, I feel like that was his favorite food. Oh, I never heard that, but I, I could trust be you. completely wrong, so yeah. I wouldn't trust that. But. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I have no idea. But I, I trust you, so... Um, what was I saying? Autopsy. No, it was believed that... Oh. She had pineapple in her small intestine. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember that detail. Yeah. <sighs> Super weird. Yeah, that is... I mean, not totally... Ironic. I mean, if there's a bowl of pineapple sitting out, like, obviously, like, it makes sense how she ate it, but at the same time, it just makes it even eerier. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, like, well, looking at it now, of course, that's weird. But, like, I mean, if she hadn't been killed, it would have been, yeah. It would have been normal. It's just kind of a little, like, confusing and aggravating that detectives did not or investigators whatever you want to call it whoever whoever was working on this case did not put these details together i mean this case i mean i truly do believe that john Burnett was robbed of a good investigation honestly from the details that i've heard so far yeah 100 she she was robbed of a good of like an actual investigation like i mean like yeah like there should Mr. Ramsey should have never been the person to find her body. It should have been as soon as... A detective. Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's the bull pineapple. Uh, the footprint. The boot print. Oh, yes. I was waiting for this one. Um, I don't know much about it. So, okay. it was found at their doorstep. Not the size of anybody's shoes. 
And that's all I really know about it. That's weird. I mean, yeah, that's definitely weird because in the same place, like, like you know, obviously Mr. White was going in, the, in and out of there. Like, it was at their front doorstep? Back doorstep. I misspoke. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, very suspicious, but at the same time, very weird. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I mean, there's so many go- things going on in my mind right now. Like, cause that could have obviously easily been planted there on purpose, but at the yeah. same time, it easily could have not been. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I don't know. Yeah, same. I don't know either. This um, is why I do not prefer unsolved cases. <laughs> I like to know. Yeah, which not enough to make me not listen to them. But enough for them to aggravate me like this yeah. feeling that I'm getting in my stomach right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's, of course, the blanket, which she was wrapped in, which was theirs. Um, not really. I mean, it's evidence because she was – it was on her body. But it's not really incriminating. So Yeah. I would also be interested to know where this blanket, like, in their house came from. That's a good question. Yes, because... I did not look that up L for me. I would be very interested to know that because I feel like, number one, this is another thing I feel like investigators definitely overlooked. Like, if whoever did this knew where that blanket was going to be, if it was not just laying out, they knew. Yeah. Unless it was just already there or something, Mm -hmm. which is a basement storage area. So why would it be? Or maybe if it was on the couch or something and they just saw it. But I I wonder if it was her blanket. Yeah, that too, if it came from her room. I I would be very... Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very. Um, Then there's the paintbrush handle, which... Now I can't remember if there are fingerprints on it. Give us a brief second. (laughs) And now a word from our sponsor. Bird Dog Coffee Beans are the freshest, most flavorful coffee you've ever tasted. All of our beans are roasted to your specifications and not until you buy it. Most coffee you buy at a grocery store or even your favorite coffee shop sits on a shelf getting more stale every minute of every day week, or God forbid, even month. That won't happen when you buy from us. All of our beans are ethically sourced, and we even have a premium origin that is farm to cup, with no middleman in between. Head on over to birddogcoffeebeans.com to get yourself a bag of the official coffee of caffeinated crime. We're back, baby. <laughs> and we found out some pretty good. So, okay, according go. to this Facebook post from... Oh, a, Facebook? It's a John Bennett investigation group. Okay. So, don't quote me on this, but... And there was also known in other places, but it was two white blankets that were wrapped around John Bennett's body that were left in the dryer. And that there was still her Barbie doll nightgown clinging to the blanket because it had just come out of the dryer. It says that here, too. Yeah, yeah. They had just took and like they Taken. yeah. Sorry, shut up. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. So, and this was taken from a half wall just outside of her bedroom. So that's what a half wall. I don't know what that means. I just read what I was saw. <laughs> no one know. I don't know. Um. Well, two different blankets. 
didn't know that part. Good job. Uh, came out of the came out of the dryer. Fresh out of the dryer. Crazy, mm. crazy. Um, I, I think obviously if this was someone outside of the house, they were looking around. I mean, yeah, they were they, going. They, this through. wasn't a quick process. No, definitely. I mean, they took twenty one minutes to rise the snow. They went in John Bernays' bedroom. They went into this laundry area. They went into the dryer. Mm-hmm. They went downstairs. They went through their art supplies. Fun. I mean, they were there. I would say my estimate amount for at least two hours. That's yeah. what I would say. I mean, I could be completely off. Morbid thing, but how long does it take to strangle someone? Yeah, plus all the other gruesome things they had done to her. Yeah, exactly. So, um. Okay, I have info about the fingerprints okay in the wine cellar room this is from the crime wire by the way which okay. i've gotten news from them before in the wine cellar room where john bonnet's body was found there was a broken christmas tree ornament and her barbie nightgown no fingerprint fingerprints were found on the duct tape over john bonnet's mouth the broken paintbrush or the rope of the garage or the pen used to it they're in some note that's odd that is weird it's either, which I'm not really getting the impression that this, if this came from an outside home, whoever did this spontaneously was not very smart about it. So the fact that they did not leave fingerprints would really, really surprises me because I feel like if it was an outside person, there would have been more evidence leading towards a specific person. So I'm kind of getting the impression, which I could be completely off that they were somehow tampered with, if that makes sense. Yeah. I can agree with that. Um, yeah. The paintbrush is probably, like, the grossest piece of evidence for me. Okay, so you said the paintbrush was used for what? A garrote. And I am acted like I knew what a garrote was this whole time. <laughs> it's okay. What is a garrote? Actually. Anyways, anyways, um, what was, what's a garrote? A garrote? A garrote. <laughs> Shut up. Not a garrote watch please good lord not a garrote watch what is a garrote a garrote is verb kill someone by strangulation typically with an iron collar or length of wire or cord he had garroted with piano wire so what noun a wire cord or apparatus used to strangle someone. But it's a paintbrush, like so part, no, part of the paintbrush. So he used the nylon. They, the killer, used the nylon cord to, like. So he tied the nylon to the broken part of the paintbrush, and would have put the nylon around her throat and then twisted the, the paintbrush. So the wire would have done this, like, like that, until it got tighter and tighter. Oh my god. That's a girl. Oh, that poor girl. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, now that we know, if you guys did not know, you do now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then there's the suitcase. I forgot about that one. Which actually. was beneath a broken window. Which the broken window is really interesting. So the broken window, John said it was broken into because he got locked out. So he broke the window. 
to get in the house, which, you know, that happens. But why did you have to break a window for that? To get back inside It was already broken? I think it was, like, partially broken or something, and so he just broke it, got into the house, unlocked and the doors. And so someone rebroke it, or it was no, already broken? No, it was already broken, and he had forgotten about it. And so the, it's thought that the killer came through the window? Maybe. Yes. But there was also a footprint at the back door, which kind of makes sense, because maybe they entered through the window, left through the back door. I'm sorry, my mind process, I'm speaking it. But what gets me is, if you, there was no one else in the house, supposedly when he was locked out. That was like a few weeks ago. I would not break my window if I was locked out of my yeah. house. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's valid. I wouldn't that that part does not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean what kind of, what is the thought process there? Like, and then why would you not fix like cover it up at something? Like, yeah. Like what if it rained? Hold on. <laughs> and the suitcase really doesn't have any like point, but it was just in a weird spot. So Yeah, like underneath the window? Mm-hmm. So they could have used that. Okay, I'm sorry. I know these thoughts. I have to process what my thought process. It really helps if I speak it. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Theory time. Very interested to hear. Um, Very I am just going to read this. Um, uh, this little article. Um, because they have four theories and then we can talk about it. So, if you want to find this article, it's called Out There, Colorado. And I'm sure you can just say Out There, Colorado, Jean Bonnet. Jean Bonnet Ramsey. Um, okay, so this is a theory. Yeah, there are four theories here. Mm. Okay, theory number one. And, of course, I'm going to say this a whole bunch. Theories, theories, theories. Yes. I mean, we are not claiming that this is fact. We are not claiming that this is true 100%. To falsely accuse someone, especially a family member, of doing something this horrific is really... Uh-huh. harsh but yeah. at the same time like you know i put it past someone yeah uh but so i also have heard a theory before which if i think this article from morbid if this article does not mention it which i'm sure it will and i will say it okay but cool. i'm sure theory number one the parents did it oh i have not heard that one. Oh. Uh, in the court of public opinion, Patricia and John Ramsey have always been common suspects in JonBenet Ramsey's case. Theorists believe that several pieces of evidence point toward the parents having some sort of involvement. Yes, first, involvement maybe. First, the parent used to the first not the parent the paper used to write the ransom note was later found to be from Patricia's own notepad. Mm-hmm. Second, the garage. Um, tied around JonBenet's necks was fashioned from one of Patricia's paintbrushes. And third, the ransom note, the kidnapper demanded the amount, exact amount of money John had received for yes. his bonus that year. In a 2000 interview with Larry King, former Boulder police detective Steve Thomas recalled leaving the department because of this case. Because I, this is his words. Because I felt that Patsy, Patricia, is involved in this death, in this tragedy, and I felt that it had become such a de- debacle, and I was I was going nowhere. Out of frustration, I left the case and police work, Thomas said. Later in the interview, Thomas shares his own theory about what happened to John Bonet. Okay, so, analyzing that, hearing that, I definitely believe that Patricia could have definitely 
been a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying this as a potential fact, like disclaimer, like I'm going to probably say that a bunch more because I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression from that, but that would make sense. Yeah. But as for Mr. Ramsey at the same time, like just because he's still fighting for his daughter, just gives me like this impression that he just would not do that to her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know this man. So yeah. I could be completely off. Mm-hmm. So this is Steve Thomas's uh, theory. I think there was a toileting issue that night that that has been dismissed and underplayed, Thomas said. He went on to suggest that in a fit of rage over Jean Benet's wetting her bed, which apparently happened often, didn't know that, Patricia killed her. Mm, Instead of making a right turn, she made a left turn and covered this up. It's not unlike 11,000 other children have been murdered in the country or killed felonously by parents in the last 20 years, Thomas said. The two were formally exonerated of the crime by DNA evidence in 2018, but nonetheless, rumors continue. Very interesting, yeah. I could see that. Yep. I could. That's a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay, theory number two. The brother did it. I. This is the one I've heard before. I think I told you about this one. Maybe you did. I could be. Okay. Another popular theory suggests... I think you did, yes. Yeah. Suggest that on the night of John Bonnet's John Bonnet John Bonnet, sorry, John Bonnet's death, brother uh brother Burke Ramsey, nine at the time, had gotten out of his bed for a bowl of pineapple. When Jean Bonnet heard him get up, she followed him to the kitchen. According to the theory, when she stole a piece of pineapple from Burke, uh, Burke he lost his temper. I uh, yeah, I've heard this is the one I've heard before, and I think you're the one that told me this. Yeah. Okay. The theory especially gained traction in 2016 when a CBS docu-series about the case mentioned that the child was found to have a piece of partially digested pineapple in her intestines, in her small intestine after her death. One woman, one, one woman can claim... I'm going to start over. <laughs> one woman claiming to be a friend to the Ramsey family reported to the son that the boy has um, had been known to have emotional outbursts. Burke Ramsey was formerly... Um, exonerated using DNA evidence in 2018 alongside with, I mean, not 2018, 2008, alongside his parents. Yeah, see, that theory is the only theory I've ever heard before, the initial one that we talked about. But, um, like, see, that makes sense. But then I kind of start thinking about the details. I mean, this is a nine-year-old boy. Is he smart enough to make a grot? That's where my theory comes in. Um, like, see, there's just certain details, like, yeah, that would make sense, except for there's certain things that don't. I mean, obviously, he could not have done it by himself. He definitely, like, a nine-year-old boy is not going to be able to write a ransom note like that. Yeah, 100%. Nine-year-old boy, I don't even think I knew what a ransom note was. was (laughs) Hopefully not. But it would make sense. Again, disclaimer, not accusing, but it would have made sense that... Burke had some involvement, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he was nine. Yes. So, uh, theory number three: the teacher did it. The teacher. Okay. In two thousand six, former teacher Mark uh, Jean John Mark Carr confessed the murder of confessed to the murder of Jean Benet Ramsey. In a series of small of emails to a, to a University of Colorado professor. Carr described in graphic t- detail that he had ac- he had accidentally killed the girl after kidnapping her from her bed. Carr was evading several char- charges of, po- of possession of child pornography in <gasps> Thailand at, at the time of the confession. 
DNA evidence later exonerated Carr from the murder, along with the alibi that he was with his family in Atlanta for Christmas at time, at time at the time the crime was committed. So it wasn't him. He has an alibi, and there was DNA evidence that claims that it wasn't him. Yes, that is interesting, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, why would he write a ransom note then? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's odd. It is. Um, theory four, Michael Helgoth did it. Boulder Auto, thank you. Boulder Auto salvage worker Michael Helgoth was named as the potential killer by a private investigator hired by the Ramsey family. The investigator's theory suggests that Helgoth killed the child in retaliation for of some sort of property dispute he was he was allegedly involved in with the Ramseys. Oh my. Two months after the murder, a press conference by the Boulder District Attorney's Office announced that they were investigating a new suspect. Helgoth committed suicide the next day. He had, oh. he had since been declared, been cleared by DNA evidence. I wonder why he committed suicide. That's a good question. That is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that one, actually. I hadn't. I obviously, I haven't either, based on what I've already said, but wow. That is a lot different theories which all potentially could make sense but at the same time the teacher one i'm not really convinced yeah that one i'm not as convinced of the last one i don't remember his name michael or something yeah it's a little suspicious he committed suicide the next day but it also could have just been a build-up of things like i get that like, that maybe, like, he had a lot going on, like, mental illnesses and a bunch of other stuff. And then that on top of it, like, you know, if he was already debating. But at the same time, it is a little weird. But, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, there goes my shoe. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have a personal theory of my own. So... I think that Burke got up to have some pineapple. Um, he was eating it. Jean Bonnet had wet the bed. Okay. And she was getting up maybe to wake her parents up to say, I wet the bed. Can I change? Or um, to get on a new pair of clothes. Maybe yeah, just asking for help in general. Yeah. 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 Oh my gotcha. Or going to the bathroom or something. She heard Burke specifically playing with the flashlight that he may have had in his room since it was dark. And it was a big flashlight. So he, okay. And eating the pineapple. She goes down there to, you know, say hi to her brother. See what's going on? She shares some pineapple with him. She does something. He hits her over the head with the flashlight. Out of anger. Out of anger. Okay. There's studies that show that a kid of that age and of his height and of John Bonet's height and the weight of the flashlight that it could have made that large of a, um, in, uh, wound to her head yeah no that would definitely make sense 
Yep, and then of course the skin didn't break on her on her wound, so there was no blood on it. Awesome. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yep. Why yep. it wouldn't it wouldn't have been wiped down? So yeah. his fingerprints are still on it. Yes. Um, I think Burke then got scared and went and got his parents, or they heard something. And because there isn't really a defense for covering up someone's murder, but... It's your child. It's your child. You already lost one. (laughs) Literally. No, like, yeah, obviously it's not the right thing to do, but... No, 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 no. As a parent, you're obviously going to pick the best decision, but at the same time, wouldn't you want justice for your little girl? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's definitely messed up. But I could see where you're coming from because that, yes, that would 100% make sense. Yeah. And I'm assuming John Ramsey and Patricia Ramsey probably thought that she was already gone. And so they took her down to the, um, the basement, thought maybe the garage would... Yep. Make it look a little different. Get Burke out of the way because he is nine years old. And um, put the duct tape over her mouth, which there's this really interesting fact. So there was mucus running down her nose. And that's actually really common in death, especially in strangulation. Okay. Um, And the mucus ran down over her lips under the duct tape. Oh. So, it seems as so, the duct tape was put on after. Yeah. She, yes. The duct tape was put on after she was strangulated. Which is Strang- just odd. Strang- strang- strangled. Not strangulated. Yeah. <laughs> strangled. The l- ligatures around her wrist were very loose. Barely tied. Um, And I think that maybe... Patricia wrote the ransom letter. Yeah. Wrote random crap down. Yeah, I kind of get the vibe, like the impression that she was way more involved with the situation than Mr. Ramsey was. Yeah. Um, serious trigger warning for this part. Like, sexual assault. Um, so if you would like to, you can totally skip ahead. Few, like probably 30 seconds anyways um it was found that she was not raped but most likely sexually assaulted with a blunt object i think i had heard that probably the end of the paintbrush so where do you where what is your theory that that i have no idea <laughs> i mean so just going through my mind right now. Either Burke, but he's also nine years old. But I mean, I he's also know. nine years old. He's also nine years old. I've never been a nine year old boy. I don't exactly know what a nine year old boy knows and doesn't know at this point. And not all nine year old boys are the same. Yes, exactly. Like, so. yeah. 
I don't know. There's a lot of different ways that that could potentially come in to play. Yeah. It's... Uh, so she had visited the the family physician, and they had never worried about sexual assault or uh, sexual abuse at all. Like okay. that wasn't something that the um, doctor the doctor had ever even considered. So the fact if she was being sexually abused, which the only evidence that we have for that is the assault that happened when she died and her wetting the bed at an older age. Um, it could have been John Ramsey. It could have. See, yeah, I, I'm, I don't think it could have <laughs> at the same you, time. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's so like a father like accusing someone of doing that is such a terrible thing like to like like if i was if i was in his position and someone thought i did that i'd be like okay no like you just took mm-hmm. it completely out of context like like no like i would exactly never do but yeah at the same time you want that little girl to have justice like yeah you, the facts are the facts here uh-huh. and even though that that's not a fact that we are 100 percent sure of like, we cannot know. And, like, even though I don't want to falsely accuse someone of doing something t- that terrible to their beautiful six-year-old daughter, who obviously did not deserve that, mm-hmm. at the same time, I want that beautiful little girl to have justice for what happened to her. Exactly. So, it's just a very controversial, hard topic. Yeah. And this is why I like solved cases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... um. That's a really cute picture. Stay right. Adorable. That's going on Instagram. <laughs> Anyways. Wrap around. Back to the conversation. Um, yeah, it's just... It's really hard. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah. The... The autopsy said that she most likely wasn't hadn't been abused before okay um so that's good yeah i mean yeah it's very difficult because i want to like the part of me wants to be like no no one would ever do that especially their own daughter but obviously somebody did something because this little girl's not allowed she was mm, mm-hmm. tragic things happened to her. So obviously somebody did it. But like it's just the fact that like my little naive mind is like, no, like no one would ever do that. But that's not sadly, that's not the world we live in. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I wanna say the same thing. I wanna say nobody could ever do that to their daughter. Nobody could ever do that to another human being. Uh-huh. And yet here we are. Yeah. I mean We wouldn't have this podcast. Exactly. Which would be great. <laughs> Sorry, I threw my mouth. Really cold, by the way. It is ice. <laughs> but yeah, obviously. Anyways, but yeah, it really sucks that someone can do that. And obviously, whoever did it, I don't want to. They got away with it. Mm-hmm. They did, which is really disgusting. Peeving. Yes. <sighs> Because even though, like, we have our suspicions, we have all these theories, this person 
if it was Burke, if it was Mr. Ramsey, they're still, I mean, Burke and Mr. Ramsey are still alive, free. Patricia is deceased. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So obviously she's not, but she still got to live the rest of her life while she was alive. Like, which not saying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just really sad. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, it's unsolved. One. What'd you say? This was a good one for you to pick. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. Oh my gosh, she just put her dogs in my face. I have my foot on top of her chair. I'm resting, as you'll see on the Instagram picture. And she, I'm fidgeting my foot because that's just what I do. She opened her mouth and I just gave her what she asked for. Gross. (laughs) Your foot was basically in my mouth. Yeah. Your dogs. Yeah, at least you have socks on. They're really cute. They have ghosts on them. (sighs) So yeah. Super horribly sad case. Depressing. Um, Disturbing. Jean Monnet was a beautiful young. You can't think of many more adjectives. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful young girl who. Yeah, I know. We can just add another. Yeah, I mean, I kind of figured I was just playing it out. A beautiful young woman who. Did not deserve that. Young girl, not even a woman yet, um, who didn't deserve anything that happened to her i mean how does a six-year-old like yeah how does a six-year-old do something so wrong that yeah exactly and i do believe she needs justice and i think sure. that dna evidence can help us in and that's why we're talking about it in this up in these upcoming years and i think that I would love for her. I, I need her to get justice. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this girl was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, she was a beautiful little girl. girl. Oh my gosh, she was just so adorable. I mean, she was. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's all we have for you. Yep. Um. Thank you for having me. Thank you for staying. Um. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all we have for you. So, um, oh my goodness, my butt hurts. <laughs> uh, I, you can follow us on Instagram at caffeinated crime podcast. Um, I'm going to start, I'm going to try to start poking, po- poking, posting weekly, um, just about what I'm working on or something I'm drinking as of late. Um, but with school and, and all that, it's kind of hard. But, but it's almost summer. So. Exactly. And I'm almost graduated. So she shall be posting more. I'll keep her on top of it for y'all. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, hopefully I'll be back. Yeah, well. I'm inviting myself right now. No, you will be back for a specific series. For a specific is it what I'm thinking of? Obviously. Okay. Well, it's Ab- my favorite case. Mm-hmm. So. Abby asked for that one, and I told her no. Abby, I. Uh huh. She asked for mine. Well, I. She was like, I was like, I asked her. I was like, no. She asked me. She was like, do you think I could be on the podcast at some point? And I was like, yeah, totally. What is there a specific case you want to do? And she said, oh, this one. And I was like, I'd love to do that one, but I have to do it with Bree. <laughs> I was like, that's Bree's favorite case. I'm surprised she even knew about that case. That was a pretty common case. Yeah, I know. I just didn't take her as a true crime person. She loves true crime. I did not know that. We talk about it all the time with her uh, in art. 
Wow. Yeah, I should talk to her about that. That is interesting. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. And no, that's my kiss. You guys will see me on there. Yes. I'll be there. Favorite yes. kiss. That's going to be a two or three parter, probably. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, was, there's so many details in that case. I was also expecting this to be a two parter, which, if I would have gone into more detail, it could have been a ten parter. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean. Um, especially with how much we talk. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. But, yeah. Um, so you will see my girl Brielle um, back soon. So, yeah. yay. Um, so this was great yeah do you want to say that outro with me okay oh you haven't listened so you don't know the outro it's stay caffeinated and crime free okay (laughs) i just flipped you off (laughs) (laughs) okay okay go stay caffeinated and crime free nailed it